Bienvenidos, damas y caballeros. Welcome back to Freeform Radio on the Freeform Network. Remember to follow us on Twitter at FFR Podcast. Send in those questions at FFNQuestions at gmail.com. But again, this is Freeform Radio. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Daniel. With me today is Noel. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining us. And we got Andy. It's all good, Andy, and we're here to tack your ears off, and I'm glad everybody uh, is going to join us this week. For show, for show. So let's let's get this thing moving and going. Andy, what is this? Uh, what what are your predictions for the midterm elections? They're coming up. Uh, you know, by the time this drops, we'll probably have the results. I'm assuming because with all these mail-in ballots, who knows when we'll have the results? But midterm elections, what are your feelings right now? So yeah, I mean, you know, when the episode drops, we'll probably already know what happened. So I just wanted to. To discuss it, I mean, apparently uh, the the news media, uh, you know, we all know what's going on, no matter who you vote for. And we, I think we can all agree that uh, things are kind of rough uh, financially and um, domestically. Uh, there's a lot of hot topic issues like always abortion. Apparently that stirs up a lot of people right in the, on the right and the left, um, you know, no matter how you feel about it. Um, but I, I think overall, a lot of people generally, if you look at some of the polls regarding how the president's job approval is pretty much down. I mean, it's nothing. Uh, I think it's over 50 percent. I really didn't look it up. I just know a lot of people you talk to, they're dissatisfied with what's going on in Washington. Like who who isn't right. And so a lot of people two years in the president and uh, current President Biden, uh, we got the midterms and uh, apparently enough people are pissed that some places are, are going to start voting more conservative, more Republican. And a lot of people in the news media, mostly uh, CNN and MSNBC are kind of pissed off. And and I love it when you have a ton of like commercials uh, right now going on, p- political commercials. Uh, <laughs> the I think the key word, I feel like I'm in the 90s then with Everything is extreme. I think like Paul Heyman is doing these commercials right. uh, for the, the Democrats or people, the liberal side because every other word, too extreme, too extreme. And every time I see that, I think of the old ECW theme on TNN theme. <laughs> and so uh, even across the country, I mean, I watch a lot of college football and I'm streaming channels from across the country. Basically, it's the same commercial just in a different state uh california is a little bit different they announce on the commercials the political who paid for the commercial uh which was i found that i wish we kind of do that here in illinois i, th- I think that was pretty cool right. uh, but midterms coming up uh i think here in illinois we got the governor race uh i think pritzker's gonna win but well, like we kind of talked about it man you i we did see a commercial that uh they brought out Obama to 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 support uh, Pritzker, and uh, that to me raised an eyebrow. So it's probably a lot closer than we think. Um, right. Uh, you mentioned that you've been seeing on the news that they're predicting this red tidal wave. Have Have you seen that on like CNN, NBC, stuff like that? I think yes. I've seen some of it on MSNBC. 
CNN, uh, they're okay. saying stuff like it's going to happen and like that they're starting to use some scare tactics like they're going to people people are going to lose rights and all this stuff. It's right. Like a scare right. Tactic. I, did I guess some of that. I guess the only reason I bring it up is that I remember when Hillary was going for the presidency and they were saying like right and left Hillary, Hillary, Hillary's going to win. Hillary's got it landslide. And then the election turned out way different. So I wonder if the same's happening with this red tide. My gut feeling is that a few seats are going to change red, but I still feel that um, the, the blue side is going to keep uh, a majority of their seats. I don't think it's going to be as such a great tidal wave as a lot of news broadcasts so, uh, are showing. Main mainstream media is not saying that as much, but they are. Per, they, they, what they say is that the Democrats too have some challenges, and like a lot of it is everybody's focused on Pennsylvania. And the last polls I saw is Oz was up. Uh, Dr. Oz, which was uh, strange, but okay. Is he running uh, Republican or what is? Yeah, that? he's he's he says he's a he's a Republican. Okay. And the guy that's running against him, Fetterman, had a stroke like six months ago. Oh. And he stayed in the race, and that's why you see all these clips of him just like uh, he's obviously has some health issues, <laughs> um, and it's pretty bad. Uh, and you could see clips on on any video site that he's there's something going on and like he does a couple things uh he does well but there's things where like it's obviously he's being fed lines he doesn't know what's going on um so that one i checked as was up i, I heard georgia for the senate herschel walker's up big time um not big time he's up like five six points uh i, I think in uh florida they're making it sound like DeSantis and, and that's a governor run that and, and Chris are pretty close. I, I think DeSantis is up. Um, and then the other big one, uh, the, the one in uh, Arizona, I think, or Nevada, Arizona, Arizona, the, the former news, news reporter turned candidate, Carrie Lake. She's up pretty big. And, you know, all these people are extremists. If you look at the the new, the, the commercials. And uh, I think for the governorships, a lot of these states are going to have Republican governors. And here in Illinois, who knows? I Maybe. I don't know. But when I saw Obama as a commercial for Prisco, I'm like, ooh, something's going on that we don't know about. So I think they're afraid a lot more people are going to turn out and vote. And that's why they brought out Obama. They want to make sure. I think people from northern Illinois, uh, DuPage and Cook County, definitely go out and vote for Pritzker. Right. I mean, I, I think definitely the, the hardship of inflation, rising costs of everything. And crime. Uh, it's uh, oh, definitely even the crime. But I, I was just uh, filling up my tank this morning and I was reading that little placket that they have about the Illinois gas tax. That It's expiring at the end of December. So we only got two more months of this, you know, kind of relief. And I was Googling what the um, Illinois uh, state gas taxes and it's, like it's about cents, uh, it's right? 40 cents it's about yeah. 40 cents so get ready on january 1st for gas to jump up 40 cents just overnight and that's just from that tax being added back on so 
I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think a lot of people are looking for change. I'm not saying the Republicans are necessarily the answer. Um, there are some Democratic um, uh, state seats that are up that I've been seeing commercials and kind of reading into these candidates. And some of them aren't half bad. Some of them are, you know, pretty good candidates. So uh, I'm not saying red is the answer, but um, definitely a lot of people well, got choices coming up. And, we, you know, it's oh, oh, go ahead, Andy. You want to talk? So just like we talked about, it's all like the mainstream media is not direct, but we kind of talked about it earlier in the week, that article in the Atlantic, uh, we need a, a COVID amnesty. And because uh, they were talking about the, the blue states, governors, were, and they were listening to Fauci and the CDC who kind of got COVID wrong. Uh, you know, and I think it's in general agreement that it, the lockdowns did not work. The the vaccines maybe offer some support, but they're not working as advertised. Uh, and that's why this whole article about uh, COVID amnesty and it got everybody on the Twitterverse and, and social media up in arms uh, about like forgiving. Uh, Fauci forgiving the governors that put uh, COVID people in nursing homes, which caused a lot of uh, despair early on in the pandemic. Uh, like they want you to forget about all that, and uh, and 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 a lot of people, you kind of like let's just move forward, which I, I kind of agree, but it, it pissed off a lot of people because a lot of people felt that they were lied to or misled or worse maybe they didn't know what the fuck they were doing and a lot of those same people who put the, who were doing that are back stepping back and saying oh i didn't do this they're just flat out lying like i i saw uh the michigan governor did some interview and she says i didn't do that put uh people uh, affected with covid in nursing homes in which killed a lot of uh, or allegedly a lot of senior citizens got sick and, and passed away from covid and she kind of denied it and there's proof that she she did it same thing with cuomo that got cuomo in trouble in new york because he was covering up the death numbers because he didn't want that to get out and he goes i was just doing what the, they told me to do the health department or nih or cdc or something like that so there's a lot of blame being passed around and also a lot of people got upset with the school lockdowns and governor whitner in michigan said like i didn't do that i just shut it down for three months everything else is uh, I let the the director, the health director of the state, decide to keep the schools locked down. I I had no input on that. <laughs> so, and everybody's like, "You're the governor. You could do whatever you want," you know. But you no, know, I don't know what people feel about it. I, I'm for like, uh, and I think this week they did some COVID study. The government and they kind of said it looks like COVID came from a lab. It was manufactured. They finally admitted that after early on, people, uh, a lot of the news people were like, uh, this is all BS. Like, he's racist, the the former president. And, and like, uh, it came from a bat to whatever. Now, I, I think the uh, Congress or the department, one of the department alphabet letter departments in the U.S. and Washington said that it, it is looked, it's most likely that this was created in the lab and that's how it got out and nothing about it in the media. <laughs> Nobody in the media talked about it. It was just posted on certain 
independent websites uh and like they highlighted you could read it for yourself like yeah like this this was uh this was most likely uh you know created in a lab you know i heard that there's uh, another virus being worked on another gain of function research in uh, boston they're calling it the boston virus or something like that and uh, supposedly it's actually be more deadly than covid was and there's just they don't know how much more deadly uh, but there's like a higher mortality rate for it. And they're saying, what if this gets out? Like, what are we doing here? Like, what's the point of this? Are they trying to kill the population? It's like one of those things that it's uh, doesn't look good, uh, especially in an organization uh, run by the uh, Democrats. Which, by the way, did you guys get any texts recently? I got one pretty much trying to tell me to vote Democrat. And they're like, after the uh, change to Roe versus Wade, uh, it looks like the Democrats are getting, uh, you know, more amped up to, to fight against this. And I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I tried to block the number. I couldn't. I just had to delete the text. <laughs> no, I, I get the, the get the COVID booster shot from the state. I get it like every other month. No, I get like 30 text messages from different Damn, Senate you're a seats. You're a popular guy, man. Uh, I try to filter them all to my spam. I actually had to sign up to the RoboKiller app and pay <laughs> the $5 a month. And I'm hoping after the elections are done, I can cancel it. But I was getting so many in a day that I don't know what list I signed up to. But these guys, they're all they're all after me. The, the only one, uh, I think you talked about it or we personally talked about it in the worst commercials. People, they were blasting the fake newspapers that here in Illinois, we were getting a, a fake newspaper that was like super Republican. Did you get that one then? I got mine this week. Uh, the I thought mail? it was fake news. Yeah, in the mail. It was called the King County Reporter. No, and, no. And it had all these news uh, about how Prisker's like uh, purge law and like sex offense, like all these people are going to get released January 1st because of uh, a Pritzker's purge law. And then in the back, it had like top athletes this month in Illinois, and it had like all these athletes. It was very strange. I'm like, oh, this must be the fake newspaper that they're talking about. Hmm. No, they were no, talking about in a lot of the, commer- the, the, the political commercials that uh, don't fall for this fake newspaper. I thought you got it. I thought we talked about it. I thought you received one. No, no, I haven't gotten that. You just get text messages and calls, huh? Right, for sure. Is it from the governors or from like some just machine or people running for for office? Well, I keep blocking the number, so they they're coming from I'm imagining mobile dialers, and you know it's like. But, oh, you everybody. never answered at all, even early. No, no, no. I I just keep blocking, blocking. I don't re- even respond to stop this text. I'm like I don't even want to engage at all, and they just keep coming. They they just maybe, find a new number and send me another one. Maybe it's Prisker. You know, he's a billionaire saying, "If you vote for me, I'll give you a million dollars." You missed right. that call. For sure. You know that wouldn't bother you. Well, I, I wouldn't vote for him to begin with, so I wouldn't get Not that. even for a million dollars? A million dollars or a thousand dollars? million, million. Oh, a million? I might consider voting for him for yeah, a million. You got my vote, Governor. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I will see by the time the episodes drop. I, like we said, uh, we'll have results and uh, we'll see how uh, things go. Hopefully, um, 
I'm just tired of reading like uh, people's rights to vote are being suppressed and some of that stuff. It's it's just very strange. Uh, but hopefully everything goes smoothly and uh, we'll see what happens uh, because uh, it's an interesting time, uh, especially with this president uh, and the way he's engaging the people and a lot of his missteps that he's had this past year. Um, I think people are ready. I think he he got in because he's like uh, people just didn't like the other guy. So, but we'll see what happens, man. It's gonna be interesting to see how everything goes uh, after this Tuesday. And uh, let us know what you guys think at ffnquestions at gmail dot com. But uh, let's change it up here. Something a little bit less serious, or maybe serious. I see Danny started uh, rewatching Breaking Bad. Uh, that's uh, one of the considered one of the, the great shows in the last like 10, 15 years. Um, I've been thinking about rewatching it, but what do you, did you, is it still holding up Danny? Yeah. Yeah. Breaking bad, man. It's, it's an awesome show. Uh, I've seen it once before. So I started rewatching it just because we finished better call Sal and man, it's, it's different watching it again, knowing what's going to happen. But it's still awesome, man. I, I still really enjoy it. You guys both seen it, right? Yeah, dude. I saw it way back. Yeah, it was a great show, though. One of my favorite all time. You seen it, Andy? Uh, Breaking Bad, yeah, I watched it. Uh, haven't, I watched it on uh, when it was on TV, but I never I haven't rewatched it. Uh, okay. Yeah, man, to me, it's, a, it, it's an awesome show. I I I'm enjoying it still watching it again. We're about halfway through the entire series. Um so hopefully we'll we'll we're just powering through and just watching them. Um and it's it still holds up, man. It's still an awesome show. It's kind of cool to see uh the pivot points of when things happen, when Walter's like, "All right, if you would have stopped here, maybe things could have panned out and worked out." But now that you took it to the nth degree, how things changed and, and, and maybe didn't turn out for the, the better, you know, for those people that haven't seen the entire series. But awesome show. Uh, I'm still enjoying it, even though it's my second watch through. But good show. Not as good as Better Call Sal. Better Call Sal, man. Don't don't sleep on that, guys. You, you got to watch it, man. That That's a really awesome show. Um, but Breaking Bad, man, it's still great for a second watch. So breaking bad going back the metamorphosis of walter white do you think he was just bad in the beginning or or like what he turned into i mean he still had a bright of i feel like he wanted to help jesse out at at the end but the character in general is just i don't want to say evil but he was definitely bad like I, I- he had bad intentions I, I think it's like maybe a lot of people out there where it starts off with the intent to help a few people, help your family, you're sick, you're dying, X, Y, Z. But then you get a taste of that power and you like it. Uh, for for the most part, your life has been mild manner, Clark Kent kind of life, and you're just kind of doing the nine to five. It's kind of mundane and boring maybe in some people's eyes. And you get a little taste of excitement, and this guy loved it. He grasped it and didn't want to let it go, even though he had multiple occasions to kind of 
let it go and satisfy his need of helping the people financially and helping other people uh, which way and whatnot. But he still wanted more. So I, I think the, the show, watching it a second time, you get to see that with a little more uh, know-how, uh, knowing that what's going to happen. Well, there's a clip. The, the reason I bring it up, and I, I think he, if there was a regret, like almost his origin, I feel why he became the way he did. He's a, there's an episode, I forgot, where he's talking to Jesse, and he was telling him how he fucked when up was the perfect time to to die and, and leave no he was talking about where he was in this company with some friends from college and he invested like five thousand dollars and then he was talking about how he had to sell his portion because money was tight and i think his wife maybe might have been bitching about it or something so he sold out he got his shares bought out by his other two partners for like 10,000 bucks or something. And he asked Jesse, you ever heard of this company? He goes, no, well, they make this. You know how much that company's worth? And he's like, it's worth like $2 billion. So, and he completely missed out because I don't know if he was listening to his wife or, and I feel like ever since that point forward, it's been nothing but like you said, a struggle, especially when he got sick. And I, and, and I feel like from that point on, he's like, once I get my next shot and my next opportunity, I'm going to fucking do it no matter what the cost. And I think that's why he, uh, not that he was, maybe he was always bad, but now he's like, this is in front of me. I'm not going to let it go. And I'm not going to let it fall through my hands, slip through my hands again. Because I had it once and I had to give it up because I did the right thing by my family. Yeah, and this right. time he's like, fuck that. He felt like emasculated too after that. He felt yes. like uh, like he wasn't the man. You know, he didn't have the respect he felt like he should have, uh, especially in his family. It's like they treated him like the, I mean, for lack of a better term, like kind of like a bitch. You know, and and everywhere he went, he would always get treated in that certain way. And so this gave him that power back, and you could see like that power grab and and how he felt so strong around everyone. You know, and he was so respected. By so many tough people, like hard people, respected him, you know, and looked up to him. So, yeah, you could tell. Yeah, for sure. Good show, man. Go watch it. Uh, but now a, a little negative, man. I don't know if you guys have Amazon Prime, but uh, Amazon Music, man. I don't know if these guys noticed if you do have it, but they limit your skips now. You can't just skip unlimited <laughs> like you used to. They just recently, within the last few days or week or so, they changed their format to where now all Amazon users, uh, if you're a Prime subscriber, you get a wider selection of their catalog. They no longer hold it completely behind their unlimited subscription thing where you have to pay monthly. Now you get a, a bigger catalog. So let's say the catalog is 10 million. Uh, and before you had two million with your prime automatic music subscription, well now you got five million or say so. So you 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 increased your library, but at the cost of now you have a limited amount of skipping. And to me, I, I I'm not digging it, man. I'm not digging it at all. I I've gotten so used to um, just playing a station. I'll play like the oldie station or whatever. And as songs come on, I'm digging it. I'm listening. Okay, I'm done. Next. All right, digging it, digging it. No, I don't like this one. Next, next, next. Yeah, I like this one. And just having like the option to move 
on to the next song. And now the last couple of days or whatever, I'm hitting next, 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 like I usually do. And then I'm stuck. I'm stuck where I can't do anything but listen for I don't know how long of a time before it resets again. But I'm not liking it, man. Granted, it's a free service with my Prime subscription. But to me, it kind of seems like less of a feature now uh, instead of it being a bonus. Like, hey, be a Prime member and you get video and music and this and that. To me, now it's kind of like a regression of their features. I don't know if any of you guys use Amazon Music. I used it a while back. But unfortunately, I was kind of like you, the the. Um, the music uh, that I didn't want to listen to was always behind their uh, subscription one or the additional, their premium one, I guess I wanted to call it. And um, and I kind of got turned off by that, and I didn't really want to pay for any other subscription, so I just used a lot of YouTube and deal with the ads, but at least you can forward through the ads on a couple of them. But how much is, I know it's part, you get that basic one that's in, in, in your prime uh, service or it's the bonus. How much is there? What was it called? Amazon Unlimited or something? Well, how much is that right. a month? Uh, I don't even I'd, know. I'd guess like nine bucks. Not really Shit, sure. Fuck that. How, how much is like Spotify or the other I, ones? Uh, the, I, the I think they're. Yeah, I think they're all, no, I think they're all in the same ballpark. I would say anywhere between maybe like eight bucks to like fifteen dollars. I would say. Yeah, fuck that. It's a lot of money for music. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And plus, I never, I, I'm not crazy. I, so whether you just forced to listen to the entire song, how long does it reset? Is it daily? Is it hourly that you're allowed to forward? Or is I, it like, I, I haven't looked at other than it getting on my nerves. It, it, you know, I haven't checked into it too much more. But I could see there are people that dig music more. I mean, you mentioned yourself, you have subscriptions to movies and and you know netflixes or whatever i don't know which ones you pay for but you do pay for it because you you like watching and that's your entertainment but there's some people that get a lot of entertainment out of music and they're willing to pay that amazon music for the catalog and the spotify premium and the pandora premiums and all that because Maybe they don't watch movies. Maybe they're always, you know, out and about and moving around and you're not stationary to watch a movie. So I I know it entices a lot of people. And actually, Junior was asking me, he wanted the um, uh, YouTube music. And he's like, oh, it's a 30-day free subscription to test it out. I, I think I want it. I got the money for it. And I, I think it's like 20 bucks a month or something. And I'm like, it's up to you as soon as the um trial ends be ready to pay and sure enough like after like 20 or so days he's like yeah daddy i don't think i want to pay all that money <laughs> for the music so he ended up canceling his his free subscription uh but yeah there's some people that dig it and are really into it so are you are you do you dig it enough to pay the the, the monthly fee then no no i've i've done in like um black fridays in the past where they have like a good deal signed up to unlimited for like three months for like a dollar stuff like that but i've never really loved it enough where i'm like okay let me pay on on, on a constant monthly basis for this thing so but that, that's what i'm saying like you paid for it was it worth it that now then but you wouldn't pay full price right no i wouldn't 
or at least not for me, but, but yeah, um, something else on the Amazon, um, Avenue here. I watched the Samaritan movie, uh, that, um, Sylvester Stallone vehicle movie. I don't know if you, I, I think you mentioned it, Noel. Have you, have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. It was like a superhero one. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, I watched it the other day and you know, I, to me, it was okay. It kind of had like, um, that, uh, Will Smith Hancock kind of vibe to it as far as it trying to be a, a superhero movie, but kind of have a different spin to it. And, uh, it was okay. It wasn't anything bad by any means, but to me, it seemed a, a little predictable, uh, as far as the story plots were going to hit. I guessed the ending early on in the movie. I could see like the hints, uh, being dropped throughout the movie. And I'm like, this is going to be the twist at the end. I'm like, I, I know it. I didn't even want to vocalize it to Alana cause I didn't want to kind of mention it and kind of get her head into it. But, but sure enough, at the ending, I was just like, man, I knew that was going to happen. I knew that was going to be like the little M. Shyamalan twist or whatever. But it was a good movie. I think for people that like uh, superhero movies, you know, you like that uh, kick-ass superhero movie or that uh, Hancock superhero movie where it's like a, a different style of superhero movie. I, I think it's definitely serviceable, and I, I've always been a fan of Stallone. I think he's uh, a half-decent actor, uh, and I had an, ink, an itching for it because I was looking actually for Rambo, and that's what popped up, and I'm just like, okay, I'll watch this uh, instead of Rambo. So uh, pretty good movie. Uh, enjoyed it. Uh, hey, uh, what, what are your thoughts on it, Noel? Yeah, I mean, it, you pretty much called it. Like, it's it's a good movie to watch. It's definitely not a regret or anything that, you know, it's just, it's obviously, it's a superhero movie. It's not going to win Oscars, you know. So it's not that kind of movie. It wasn't going for that. So it's entertaining. Um, the plot, uh, I called it, like, within the first probably 20 minutes of the movie. I'm like, okay, I see what they're doing here. And I don't want to spoil it, right, for anyone that's going to watch. It's not even a big spoiler, to be honest with you. you it's pretty evident, like, you can see what's going to happen. And uh, I thought it was cool, though. Um, I, I thought, like, his power was cool. Right. And uh, just, just seeing him still in shape, good shape. Like, if you compare the people, he's actually older than Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he looks, like, 10 years younger. It's pretty right. incredible, dude. Like, he's taking really good care of himself. Yeah, for sure, man. I I thought the the CG that they had and some of the graphics, the cinematography was pretty good. Uh, the movie was overall pretty well done, but uh, yeah, I think the the plot was a uh, probably the weakest point, but uh, definitely not super weak. So enjoyable enough for sure. Do you even see this, Andy? I think I mentioned it to you, and you you didn't have any interest in I it. I saw at the all. trailer. I mean, it was they were playing it a lot on Thursday night football. I think I saw the official trailer, and I'm like, eh. And, like, <clears throat> I uh, I have, like, I might check it out, but I'm not in no rush to see it. Uh, but it was the premise that, that I got from that trailer. He's an old superhero, and he's working at a factory or something. So, And then they're like, we need you. So I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm like, I might check it out, but I'm, I'm in no rush to see it. Yeah, um. You know, I, I don't think people need to uh, run over each other to go see it, but uh, a good movie to go watch for sure. 
Uh, and then I guess the last thing I wanted to bring up is uh, with Halloween just passed, I saw one of those clown guys out in the street. I don't know if I mentioned it to you guys. I, I think I spoke to you, Andy, at work yeah, about it. Yeah, you mentioned that, yeah. But uh, yeah, man, we were driving home, and I think it was like after going grocery shopping or something. And I'm just driving down the street, and as I'm driving down the street, I, you know, people have their decorations up here in in this neighborhood. Uh, there's quite a few homes that decorate their houses uh, for Halloween. So they, you know, they got like pumpkins, and they got these animated error things where you know they like move a little bit, and so. I from the distance I saw this clown just standing there and I thought it was part of the decorations and I didn't really think anything of it so I'm kind of just seeing it in the peripheral vision and I'm driving listening to whatever I was listening to and as I'm getting closer I see that his head is pivoting and staring at me so then now I, I like get it gets my full attention when I, when I turn around and I see it and sure enough, man, it's some kid with a clown mask, and it's just staring at us as we're driving by. And, you know, I'm driving kind of slow because it's my neighborhood, and, you know, I'm not trying to drive like a maniac. So I'm driving like 15 miles per hour, just kind of chilling past. And it was kind of creepy, man. Uh, Junior was oblivious. He was tuning out, listening to his Yahoo music or whatever he was listening to. And I'm like, Junior, Junior, did you see that? There's a clown there. And he's just like, what, what? And he... I went around the block to see if he was still there uh, to, so that Junior could see him, and he, he was gone already. So I, I saw one of those clown guys. I, I didn't think I would ever see it because I know it was a phenomenon like three or four years ago where clowns were popping up everywhere. But, yeah, I, I finally saw one myself. Was uh, your wife with you at the time? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we had just finished grocery shopping. So did so, she see it, or just you? It, it was the same thing, you know, because when I, you know, shouted to Junior about it, she's just like, yeah, isn't that weird, too? I just thought it was decorations, and I'm like, yeah, me too. So it was like, exactly, she had the same thoughts that, you know, it's really weird because we just saw it blending in with the background of all these people's decorations, and no, it was some clown just staring at us. At any time where you're like, I mean, I'm going to have to set, stand my ground and protect my family and <laughs> do some crazy shit. Or were you just like, huh, it's just no, some I, dumb kid trying to scare people. Yeah, I never uh, got um, scared or anywhere like I, I got to rush home and get my gun or anything like that. You know, it was <laughs> it was more like, wow, man, I'm like, I never thought I would see something like this. I always thought it was just in the in, in the movies or in TV or in like YouTube that you watch these videos. But yeah, man, I, I saw a kid in my neighborhood with that. But uh, speaking of scaries, man, Noel, tell us about this uh, Guillermo de Tormo. Usually he does scary movies. What's what's he up to right now? So uh, he he actually produced or uh, was the creator of this show. It's called uh, Guillermo de Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, and it's uh it's like an anthology series, eight episodes long, I believe, and he. Uh, gives a bunch of different directors uh, essentially like free reign to to make you know what he envisioned and bring it to life in their own way and so he gives them all like uh, an episode each to do that and uh, they're they're not connected in any way like I said they're in an anthology but um, each episode has like its own theme and its own story that's uh, pr pretty decent dude um I would say 
certain episodes are better than others. To me, like I liked episode one, three, and five. Uh, two and four, they were still good and entertaining, right? But it's just certain episodes stand out above the others. And uh, it's it's pretty cool, like the theme and uh, the execution. And they're all like uh, horror related, you know, like uh, the, the first one's like the occult. And um, the third one is, is uh, also like... Um, like witchcraft and stuff like that. It, it it's pretty cool. It delves into different kinds of things. Uh, it's all roughly horror related, though. Have you guys heard of this show before? No. What network is this on? Uh, Netflix. Netflix. Oh, okay. I'm surprised it hasn't popped up on my feed because I I do watch horror movies. Uh, but yeah, no, I haven't seen or even heard of this before. It kind of sounds like the the grindhouse thing that um. Uh, where there's like different directors and it's kind of like a little shorter stories and maybe not a full story kind of thing. Yeah, you know what it had? It had a vibe of like a mix between Twilight Zone and Tales from the Crypt. Oh, sweet, man. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's definitely worth watching. Um, like I said, some episodes are better than others, so it, it's really up to your particular taste. But I found like coincidentally every other episode was like my new favorite so it was like one three and five were like they they stood out above the others but uh i just finished episode six i'm gonna watch uh seven and eight and see how that ends up but uh so far so good man i'm i'm a big fan of his uh guillermo de toros he's done uh, some pretty good stuff um when when you have the ability to do like a higher rating like when you do R-rated stuff, to me, it stands out more. Um, I was actually kind of disappointed at one of his works, which was uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Um, he, he was a part of that project, and unfortunately, they did a PG-13 rating, which really... It sounds like a kid's show. Wait, did you ever read the books? Yeah, it's a kid's no. book. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I got like half an hour through that movie, too, and I was just like, ah, man, it doesn't feel right. But I used to love that book when I was a kid. Yeah, I do. I don't even know how many times you guys read it to me. I read it right. on my own. Uh-huh. It was one of my favorite things because I, I love like getting scared. I don't know why as a kid it was like I watched horror movies and all that stuff. And so anyway, yeah, that, that movie unfortunately didn't live up to the expectations of what I was expecting. Having read the book so many times. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, thankfully, Cabinet Curiosities, uh, it is a little darker, a little more mature. Uh, has many actors you're going to recognize. Like, every episode has somebody you're going to recognize. Uh, for example, the most recent one I watched, episode six, has uh, the guy from Harry Potter, Rupert Grint. He was uh, Harry Potter's, like, uh, best friend. Okay. Yeah. That redhead kid? Yeah, I'm trying to remember his name. Isn't it like Mosley, something like that? Uh, I don't know. I, I, like I don't know his name better, the redhead kid. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one that got hooked up with uh, Hermione. Oh, man, I can't, I can't believe I'm blanking his name. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about. So he, he's in that sixth episode. Nice, nice, man. Sounds interesting. I'm going to have to uh, tune in and check it out. Yeah, yeah. if you have Netflix, definitely recommend it. Uh, it came out, I think, earlier this month. Uh, but it's one of those things where they released it pretty soon. So, like, uh, it's not like you have to wait a week for every episode. I think they're all available now. So. 
Um, and another thing I watched, actually watching in theaters, uh, was Black Adam. It's a comic book movie by DC. Uh, it's kind of in the same universe as Shazam and uh, Superman. And I, I went to watch it at AMC, and we watched it in uh, Rosemont. They have the Dolby Surround for this particular theater or this particular room in the theater, the movie room. And so the sound quality, to me, man, it's unmatched. I was fucking blown away. Uh, really? My cup was almost blown away. <laughs> I had a cup of, like a cup of water that I put on the uh, on the table because it's like one of those dine-ins. So you can order right. pizza, burgers, and cheese fries, whatever you want, right? Like they, and they'll deliver it to your, your seat. So it was like cool for that experience. And then I had a bottle of water. And there was so much like explosions in the movie that anytime there was like something like that happening, you could feel the rumbling in your seat and the the water was shaking on the table. It was like almost falling off the table multiple wow. times. It's like Jurassic just, Park and shit. Dude, it was insane, <laughs> man. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude, I haven't had a movie like that before. Uh obviously the you know, most theaters have good surround sound, you know, it's it stands above, you know, the typical home theater setup. But this one makes all those other theaters like look like like half like amateur hour dude it is insane so it was really cool to watch for that for that uh effect i think uh going forward any like major action movie i'm probably gonna watch in an amc with that dolby surround dude thanks for uh going to amc man that that helps me in the long run (laughs) yeah i have I, I think that Rosemont Theater and I think a few others have that 4D. I don't know if you've seen that where they have the movies in 3D. They have the the badass sound and your seats will move with the movie and give you like that fourth dimension. And, and actually, there's even like a, if there's water scenes, they'll spray like a mist at you. If there's like a funk in the air. They'll uh, spray like at the scent so you could smell it as well. And it, it's I, I saw I I haven't seen a movie yet in the in that atmosphere, uh, or at least not a mainstream movie like this, like Black Adam, which I don't know if they have it, but uh, let's say they did. I, I have seen a, a couple Lego movies with Junior when he was younger, and it was pretty cool, man, because your seat rumbles and moves with explosions and if there's some kind of action going on and it really feels pretty cool man it feels almost like you're on a roller coaster but while you're watching the movie that is pretty cool man i i remember having that idea like 20 years ago i said like why don't they do this and do that but it's crazy they're finally implementing it because that that is a way to immerse yourself in that movie yeah, yeah, I I think it's that Rosemont that has it. Only very few movie theaters have it. It's called 4D or 4XD or something like that, or 4DX. I forgot what the initials are. There's a lot of four in there, right? <laughs> right. But it's like, it's not only 3D, but it's the fourth dimension. You know, it's like another, you know, way to immerse you into it. But yeah, how, how's the Black Adam movie, man? I've been hearing a lot of good stuff. Don't spoil because I still got to watch it. And we were going to actually try to go yesterday, but Junior was like in a lazy mood and he didn't feel like leaving the house. And then it was so windy. I'm like, hey, man, I might as well stay home in case a tree falls on our house and I could take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, dude, I do recommend you watch it uh, when you get a chance, especially in theaters if you get a chance. Um, 
I would say AMC preferable. Yeah, dude. Uh, definitely, if you have one by you, uh, AMC. Um, I would probably give it like a seven point three. Okay. You know, I, I like to use the decimal system. I know some people just give a flat number, but to me, that's leaving a lot of room for interpretation. Seven point <laughs> three is like an accurate number, you know, for me. Uh, it, it's not gonna make Oscars. It's not gonna get a uh, you know Academy Award winning like. Uh, what's it called? Uh, prizes or anything like that. But it's right, a popcorn right. movie, right? You enjoy it, it for what's it's going a on. Higher level popcorn movie. Oh I shit! Say. Yeah, it's it's higher level in the sense that like some it, gourmet it, shit. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess gourmet <laughs> popcorn. Oh man, where well, you put like that cheddar or like mm-hmm. a seasoning on it? The seasoned yeah, salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah shit, man. That carrots, dude. That Chicago. <laughs> you know what I mean? There you go, Chicago mix. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm really anxious to see it. I mean, don't tell me, but I, I really dug Shazam, and I know Junior really dug Shazam too. He really liked it a lot, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited because I've been trying to not get spoiled, but I've been seeing all this Superman talk, so I got a feeling Superman pops in there. So I'm like super excited to see it. I can't wait, man. I feel like I'm gonna get um, spoiled if I don't see it soon, but. Man, I got I gotta see when I get a chance to to go out to the theater and watch it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely his origin story uh, for Black Adam, and uh, you know there's a couple of plot twists in there. And, and the way they did it, I I thought was really fucking awesome in, in the sense that. So I don't know if you how much you know about Black Adam. Going into it, I didn't read his comics. I don't know too much about him. The like I said, this is an origin story, so it was perfect for me to watch it even without having read the, the comics or anything. Right. Um, I, I know he's part of the Shazam universe. I know he's part of that whole thing. Right. But everyone always made him out to be a villain. And so I was expecting a villain. And it right. out, he's like, it's like a mixture between a hero and a villain. So it's like an anti-hero, you know? Kind oh, of like so he's like like Venom and shit? It, it, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be a good way to describe it. Like, kind of like Venom where he's not a complete, like, villain, like 100% evil. But he will he will murder anyone right. who gets in his way and right. without remorse. And it was like so cool to see. And uh, there's other people in it. You know, you have Hawkman. You have um, I, it's not even a spoiler. Like I think you already know from the trailers and stuff. They have some of the Justice Society of America in it. Right. Um, you have Adam Smasher. I think there's a girl named Cyclone, I believe, and uh, Doctor Fate. Who's played by Pierce Brosnan? Yeah, I saw that. He was cool, man. I was like, I was glad to see him. It's been a while since I've seen him in a, in a movie, and and as Doctor Fate, he did well, man. I I really dug that part of it. Cool, man. Cool. It's exciting, man. Can't wait to see it. But uh, was there like uh, real quick you note know, at the end after uh, a scene after the credits type of deal for that movie? Yes, there was. There was. Okay. I don't, yeah. I don't want to know. I, I, I know DC's starting to do that shit, too, so that's why I'm asking. I heard a rumor. So, I mean, most people already know what it's going to be. Uh, now, yeah, I don't really want to spoil it, but it's not. It's, yeah. it's like a it's like yeah. literally no, no spoiler, man. We'll watch it after the credits. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it's a quick thing. It's a quick thing. Right. Don't get too hyped about it. It's like oh, so, so don't go pee right away. Stand out and stay for the credits. Well, well, the credits do take a little bit, so you're gonna be there like two minutes, three <laughs> <Jesus>. minutes, <laughs> and then then it's like ten seconds, and All then right. that's it. Then the movie's done. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's 
it's it was cool. I I waited for it. I saw it, and I was happy to have seen it. And uh, 7.3 is what I would give it. Dwayne Johnson does a good job. Watching at AMC, watch with Adobe if you have it, if you can, you know, if you can do it. Uh, it's gonna feel so much better. Every explosion, every punch, you feel that shit, and it's like you get more into it. The music was good. Uh, the the lighting was cool. Cinematography. It, it takes place in like uh, Middle East, kind of. It's like a fictional area, but it's like essentially Middle East. So it was cool to see that that part of it. Um, yeah, last thing I want to say, a uh, little shout out to Kevin Nash and his podcast and uh, condolences to his loss. He lost his son recently. Um, I found out about this through his podcast. Uh, it's called Click This. Uh, I do recommend people who are a fan of wrestling, who are a fan of Kevin Nash, NWO, all that sort of stuff. Check out that podcast. It's really, really entertaining and, uh, you know, really funny, actually, man. It's It was a good podcast. Uh, it's just started up a, a little bit ago. Yeah, I've seen clips of it. I like the the host. He did a lot of shoot interviews, uh, kayfabe commentaries. I can't think of his name, um, but it's like Sean Oliver. Sean Oliver. There you go. He wrote a book. Unfortunately, I I heard the podcast, the clips. I tried to listen to it. I they were funny in the shoot interviews they did, but like in the podcast, I'm not feeling that. Um, I think Sean's just letting him say whatever. He's not really dictating or executive producing stuff. Uh, but the stories are good. It's just, I don't, feel, I don't feel like they have the same chemistry as they did on their shoot interviews, which is, he, he started uploading his shoot interviews, uh, the Cape Fave commentaries on a YouTube channel, and he rotates them in and out from, because he has a monster library. Um, but yeah, I did hear uh, about that. I think they're on Conrad's network, and uh, yeah, I did hear about his son passing too, so my condolences. Yeah, this it's surprising that you bring this up. I saw this pop up on my podcast feed uh, as like a suggested video. And I was just like, oh, wow, Kevin Nash got a, a podcast. But who does it nowadays? I mean, I've been seeing yeah. tons of wrestling podcasts. So I kind of gave it that weight. I'm like, eh, man, everybody else got a podcast. I, I haven't heard anything about it, so I'm not going to waste my time on it. I, I'm already juggling like six different podcasts to begin with. But if you're mentioning that, it sounds pretty good or pretty, you know, like pretty interesting. I might have to at least download one episode and check it out. Yeah, no, I recommend it. I know a lot of other people have podcasts now. Uh, I think Robin Dam has one, too. Right. Uh, that, that's another one I've checked out every now and again. But I can see the quality differences among different podcasts. And I want to say Kevin Nash is, is pretty good, especially considering he just started. Uh, there's always like you know kinks to work out whenever you start a podcast even when we started like you know we had things to work through and little hiccups here and there so I, i'm not judging it too harshly with uh like sometimes he'll be a little quiet in the, his yeah. podcast i'll put it on in the morning while like i'm getting ready for work and i had to like crank up the volume but then sean oliver's a little louder so it's kind of like an imbalance there uh but it's just like nitpicky shit you know U ultimately what is the content that's what matters and uh I've always respected Kevin Nash's like view on the industry, view on like the ba behind the scenes stuff, and he, he tells it like it is, in a respectful way. But he still, you know, it's yeah. <clears throat> that, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they did shoot interviews, I mean, for those who don't know, it's where wrestlers get asked a bunch of questions about their time in certain wrestling things, 
And he did a couple shoot interviews with uh, Sean Oliver, and they were pretty good. They was relaxed. I think Kevin Nash was, like, drinking wine. They were, it seems like they were shooting the shit. And when I heard that they started this podcast, I got kind of excited. Maybe they're going to talk about more recent stuff. And, like, I heard a couple episodes, and I was just like, that flow is not there. Um, and it's just like, not that there's like a disconnect. I feel like, uh, it's not uh, maybe forced. I don't know, but it's not gelling like the shooter. That, that's all I got to say about it. But when Kevin Ish tells his point of view or whatever question or whatever, he goes into these, uh, uh he explains it well, but then like, that's it. And like nothing really, there's no follow up or anything sometimes and i'm just like eh, i don't know i'm like i, I just wasn't not feeling it it, yeah. it might be that they're working remotely so maybe that's the disconnect that you're feeling because usually those shoots interview are in the same room or, or maybe it's uh you know getting the sense of when one guy is done talking so that the other guy can retort it could it could be that disconnect too yeah maybe i mean it's just not there for me i mean i know i think i I listen to it. I listen to it more as clips. I think I prefer that method. <laughs> so I, I'm not going to sit there and listen to the whole show, unfortunately. I, I hear what you mean. I, I put it on as clips as well because I like how they like they actually they clip it pretty well. Like it, yes. it covers whatever that question is. If they talk about Triple H and whatever, they'll talk about it for those five minutes. And it's an entertaining five minutes. Like I, I'm intrigued, you know? Um, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about with the disconnect. And all I can really say is this guy lost two incredibly close people in his life. He yeah. lost Scott earlier. I think it was this year in May. Um, mm -hmm. And then he lost his son. So, and his son was a big part of the podcast. He was yes. like one of the producers and he was part of it. And, and so he even mentions it in one of the episodes of the podcast that he's like, it's, it's difficult because he'd normally be looking across the room and his son would be there and he could, you know, he, he goes into detail about it. And it's, there, there's some emotional moments, you know. So he, I'm cutting him a lot of slack in the terms of, like, production value. Because, I mean, obviously, it could be better, but it could be worse. And he, he's a good, he's a good, he has a good perspective on things. And that, that's what I listen to it for. Uh, he, he still has that funny attitude, even despite all this pain he's going through. And he even discusses how he lost his father at a young age and just all the shit he's gone through and, so, like, I, I cut him a lot of slack. Right now, he's going through so much grief, and he's still making episodes. You know, he's still living life, and so, you know, that's that's all we can really do. It's, it, it inspired me, at least. You know, I, I see it. I'm like, damn, you lose your own son, and the next week, you're you're back to it. Like, you, you didn't miss a beat, and you're like, you're still trying to be laughing. You're still trying to be funny. And it's not that he didn't care about his son. He cares about him so much, but he just, like, that's how much, you know, strength this guy has he can still just keep on living and enjoying life right right but yeah man so that that's pretty much what i've uh what i've been doing this lately just checking out these uh shows podcasts and stuff and uh ultimately uh <laughs> you know speaking about you know certain funny uh podcasts and things going on i i heard there's an article that uh, you wanted to share daniel is a it's a funny moment on the internet for sure, man. Let's go into our article of the week. All right, man. So, yeah, this is our article for this week. Uh, it, it, there's really not much to the article. It's more of this uh, video clip that was on TikTok. And, and the article does break it down, but it's 
it's a little unnecessary. I think you could just watch the video and get the sense of it. But uh, yeah, man, it's this new dad that was humiliated at the uh, SeaWorld in Florida, I think it was, after uh, he's walking uh, with his family and he gets embarrassed in front of everybody. And I, to me, you know, just uh, my quick thoughts is how did this person even start recording this particular family and for what reason it almost makes me feel like this was set up kind of because how would you even catch this moment unless you've been recording for like half an hour and this is the only like 15 second portion of it that was interesting and all the rest was kind of just you know useless uh recording but anyways the video is um this uh mother newly mother and 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 uh father and the mother is carrying the diaper bag along with the newborn baby. And they're walking, looking for their seats for the SEAL World um, demonstration. And so she's carrying both the baby and the diaper bag. And the dad is just kind of strolling along. And it appears like there's like this clown, like kind of entertaining the people as the show is, as people are sitting down and the show hasn't started yet. And this clown kind of gestures to the woman like, hey, this guy's with you, right? This is the, the, the dad. Um, because it's almost like he's, I don't know if he's mining, like he it's doesn't talk. Then. Oh, is he? Okay. Yes. The article okay. says he is a mine. All right. So he's a clown. <laughs> so, so he's mining to him. Like, like this is the guy with you. Right. And she's like, yeah, yeah. And so then she's he, the, the clown guy stops. So <laughs> <laughs> stops the her. dad or the mind. Uh, the the, yeah. They both, they all stop. <laughs> and then the, the the mom takes the diaper bag off the mom and gives it to the dad and is like here like do something man like help this help this lady out and she's carrying your child here and then so the crowd kind of gets into it and starts whooping and, and cheering or whatever and the dad kind of takes it in stride he kind of just like yeah yeah okay okay and then he he walks off and and that's about where the video ends but it just it was it was kind of funny to see something like this um and it just brought back all the memories of me with uh with junior and and helping raise with uh my wife and i remember the diaper bag specifically because i if it was fruity looking or if it like had like all these like patterns or fluorescent colors i i, I forewarned my wife i'm like i'm not carrying this thing I'm not carrying this thing. I don't want people to think that it's a purse and I'm carrying this thing around. I'm like, I'll carry Junior. You can carry that bag. Unless it's like a manly looking bag, then I can carry the bag and you can carry Junior. Or I can do both. You know, I can carry Junior and the bag. But I'm like, but I'm not carrying no fruity looking bag. And that's the way we handle it, man, for us. You know, if it was a somewhat manly bag, like now they come in like book bag kind of things, I would. I would carry something like that, or if it was like ours, a, is, looks like a backpack, like a yeah. gray backpack. No, yeah, like, no flowers like, or nothing. Then, <laughs> like to me, that would I, I would carry that, and it, it wouldn't be a problem. But, um, but yeah, for sure, man. If it was some kind of like um, light teal color with flowers on it, no way, I'm not carrying that thing. I, I'll carry Junior. You you can carry that bag, but yeah, man. With, with you, Andy, being uh. Uh, a new father, man. Uh, do you run across this occasion, or or how have so, you guys divvied it up? I'm kind of like you, like I'll. Well, generally, my son, I carry him in the his um in his 
carrier or whatever, I'm usually the one carrying them, and my wife takes the backpack, uh, or sometimes I do both depending on what's going on. But generally, she's the one that takes the ba- the backpacks. Uh, or the the diaper bag, but it's. Uh, I was kind of concerned, like you. What happened if it's like a little, like a super bright bag or something? Because she does like flowers and bright colors, and I think that's one of the reasons she picked this backpack. Because when they just showed up, and I'm like, oh, okay, it looks like just a like a backpack, like a normal backpack with a lot of pouches. So like, uh, I think she she in her back of her mind, she already knows if I get this, there ain't gonna be no issues of. He's gonna carry this shit or not? Nah, but the, where we run into, we got the care the baby carrier. Then it hooks up to a stroller, right? It's all in one. Right. She doesn't like that one, so she bought this other one that's a lot more flexible and it's easier and it just it's easier to maneuver and lighter. So she bought this extra one. And so now we got all two fucking different type of strollers, and she prefers this one compared to the other one. Um. And then there's all sorts of shit now. He got special toys and blankets and pacifiers and, and but all that shit. I'm shocked how much you can fit in those backpacks and how many pouches and and milks and he got stainless steel tumblers for his special waters and it's just uh, amazing how much shit you can fit in those backpacks. Yeah, for sure. I. You know, the guy didn't seem like a bad guy or anything like that. And and maybe he was the ticket guy or the guy in charge of carrying the food and they just finished eating. So he's empty handed. So uh, I, I think it was just a funny moment caught uh, where the entire crowd was paying attention, especially because this, this clown meme guy or, or mime guy was there kind of. You know, exaggerating the situation. The the article does go. His wife defended him. Uh, they found her on TikTok, and she goes, "This is me and my husband. We found it hilarious. Wasn't sure what the mind was doing at first. We were confused." Uh, but she goes, "Wow, these comments are insane. We literally just parked the stroller, which he pushed all day. He is seriously the best husband and father." He goes, uh, she went out to say, we switched off carrying things into the show. I just grabbed my daughter before going in because it was the an experience I wanted to share with her. So there you go, a woman making it all about her and forget everything else. <laughs> like, uh, why waste time taking off a diaper bag that is going to be put down in less than five minutes? So th- there you go. I mean, uh they, the the mom and the wife came out and said my husband's the best. He was pushing the stroller all day in uh in 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 SeaWorld. Um and then the article goes into I don't know if you read the end then or I you've got it just basically goes into not trash in SeaWorld, just talking about how they're messed up and they're struggling because of COVID. Uh, so I, I don't know, it was a weird article at the end, but uh, early on. And then the comments, you know, the best part of all this stuff is vid on videos or anything that goes viral is reading the comments and there were some pretty uh nice comments that made me laugh yeah it's weird i i usually avoid comments on on stuff like this because i i think most people could be pretty mean uh not to get sidetracked but with all this twitter thing going on that's one of the reasons why I, I left twitter and i really didn't use it that much was because of that is that people could be kind of nasty just for the sake of being assholes 
and uh, with everybody kind of like I'm leaving because Musk took over kind of thing. It's got me kind of interested in going back and joining that community again to see if it's going to be any different. Oh, but it's going to be worse. Uh, you think so? Already, uh, they were already, they're trying to boycott him or cancel him, and he hasn't done any changes. And he only announced the one change, the, the charging the monthly fee. So I right. wonder if we're going to get charged if they consider us a big company on our Twitter pages for the podcast. And then two is... Uh, now I'm thinking about that. I wonder if we're gonna get charged. So anyways, uh, and then th- second, he's they're th- threatening to cut the advertisers. Some of the people that are upset about it, and nothing's happened yet. So I don't know. I mean, it's uh, and people are pretty nasty. Like I, I listen, I, I'm on a lot of Twitter for the sports and some of the news, and everything is just so polarized polarizing it's just i don't know but some of them are funny and there's people i follow that are that have opposite political points that i have and they're like just retweeting like all this bs and i'm just like i'm not gonna stop on following them because i follow them for other stuff but i kind of learned to just turn it off and just read what i want to read right Yeah, no, the world is, is a toxic place, and if you let it be, man, but that's why you got to focus on the positive and, like, kind of just remove yourself from all that negativity that's out there. No, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I, I, I think for sure, man, I, I think it could be easy to jump on the, the train track with everybody else and pile on and make fun of people. And I, I think it takes some restraint to kind of step back and not, put more vile stuff out there in the world. Uh, I think if most people just thought about it for a couple seconds, you'll you'll second think that tweet that will be kind of be evil or, or mean. So real quick, there was like, we, we were talking about the article. There was this other viral video that my wife sent me in, in, uh, in Hispanic uh, culture when you have a, a, a birthday party, you know how you put the person's when they blow off the candle, you put their face in the cake. Um, so there, uh, there was one video where the kid is, uh, they're singing happy birthday. And he, I don't know what it was, but he was trying to slam one of the kids face into the cake, like multiple times. And people got like, the parents got all crazy. And I'm like, well, that's tradition. Like you do it once, but he kept doing it over. He did it three times. And the best part about the video is the comments and people were just uh, shitting on the parents, shitting on the kid, shitting on the tradition. And there was like a couple of people were like, I find this video hilarious. And then people started shitting on that, that person that laughed at the video. So, but in general, like it was like super like, like Noel said, toxic and, uh, I, me and my wife were just like, I, like she's like, I'm not gonna let them do that to our son. I'm like, ah, whatever. Like, I don't know. To me, it's it's something that you do in in a Hispanic culture, but uh, I don't know. It was just funny to me. And but people are going, you know, the comments is just super super toxic, and people are just shitting on everything in that whole fucking video. Wow. Yeah. It. I don't know, man. I don't want to get too much into it, but. It could be kind of nasty out there, and and that's one of the reasons why I kind of withdrawn from 
a lot of social media. But yeah, man, we'll we'll see how we'll see how this new Elon Musk world uh, pans out. I'm hoping it doesn't become more vile, and I think I'm hoping that it'll become more like only the people that really want to be in there are in there, and it's not just people shitting um, all over each other. So we'll we'll have to see how it is. Maybe I'll join the the Twitter world again. The the problem is just real quick. People need to understand that other people are not going to have the same view as you, and then that's for sure. Uh, and and you just got to be understanding of, of that, I guess. And I think today it's just so you don't agree with me. Fuck you. You're wrong. You're an idiot. You're an asshole. Blah blah blah. It's just that like that instant reaction, and none of it's just like oh, okay, I don't agree with you, but whatever. Not the the reaction is to shit on you and try to just just to be negative towards you when you might be a good person you just have different different views mostly on the political side or and then it's just like it just turns negative and toxic like immediately and like i think that's like a big problem in this country right, right now i mean it, to me it, it, a perfect example me and andy have been friends since junior high man so we've been friends for a long time me and my brother we've been brothers for all our lives and there are things that we do not agree upon. There's things that me and Andy were just talking about last week that I was like, no, nah, bro, I don't see it like that. I see it like this. So, and we're still friends. We're still family. We still talk. To me, I just think that it just needs to be open dialogue. And yeah, people are going to disagree and not think exactly the same. And that's fine. Yeah. There's not a problem with that. No, exactly. So that, that's why I said, like, it's, I think we're older, so we have a we grew up with listening to other people that we necessarily we didn't agree with, and you just chose to turn them off. Like I'm not listening to that nonsense. But today it's just like, no, this person should not be heard at all. Fuck him, get rid of him. He's, instead of just saying like, don't listen to him, he's an idiot. Now it turns into he's an idiot, and we got to get him off this platform. Like, and he should be banned everywhere. And I'm just like, okay, so you don't want to like he shouldn't be listened to at all. And then. That's when other stuff starts to happen, and it just it snowballs from there. And people and companies get pressured into just fucking get rid of them, like like you don't exist on the on the social media. For sure, man. But by the way, that was a funny video. <laughs> Poor guy, man. He got attacked because uh, his her his wife wanted to share a moment with his daughter. So and people are uh, going after him, but it is what it is. Yeah, I think in uh, today's just day and age, people are judging more and respecting less, and it should be the other way around. But, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully in the future, people do become more patient. But uh, it looks like that wraps things up for today, guys. want to thank everybody for joining us on the Freeform Network. If you're not already, uh, you need to follow us on Facebook at Freeform Network, on Twitter at FFR Podcast, at least for now until they charge us. We'll see. <laughs> And if you have any questions or suggestions, uh, please send that email to ffnquestions at gmail.com. This is uh, from Freeform Radio. My name is Noel, and we have Daniel. Yes, sir. Go out there. Enjoy your day. The, the fall is done. Winter is here. It's cold outside, so get those jackets out. And we got Andy. It's all good, Andy. want to thank you for listening. 
and uh, we don't mind that you have a, a different point of view. We'll listen, but doesn't mean we agree with you. But hope everybody has a, a good week, and then uh, we'll have a, we'll talk to you next time. Exactly. Wish you a great night and a beautiful tomorrow. Dad.